It's the e-commerce master plan podcast here to help you solve your marketing problems and grow your e-commerce business. Cutting through the hype to bring you inspiration and advice from the e-commerce sector and beyond. Here's your host, Chloe Thomas. Hello and welcome to this episode of the E-Commerce Master Plan podcast. I'm Chloe, the creator and host of this award-winning show. Yes, multiple plexiglasses here in the office with me. Um, and it's my aim in every episode to help you find ways to improve your e-commerce business. Now, I hope the majority of our listeners are hitting play on these episodes because they want to listen to me and my guests. But I do know that a handful of you out there listening right now would rather be listening to anything else because your parents are the ones who've chosen what's being played on the school run or in the kitchen or quite frankly, wherever you are right now. So to all those kids and anyone else who's being forced to listen against their will, hello and I'm sorry. And I especially want to say sorry to Madison McGinnis and Morgan McGinnis. Hello, guys. You're probably on the way to school right now. So have a good day and apologies. Your dad is making you listen to this. And if anyone else who's forced to listen to this show against their will would like a shout out just to make it feel a little bit better, then uh, then do let me know. Look, in today's episode, I get to catch up with uh, with someone I've known for more than a decade in the e-commerce space who always brings great insight. It's David Williams, who was last on the podcast in episode 237 when he was talking about what he'd been up to at Decca Brands. That's the, the guys who own UGG boots and a number of other footwear brands. Since then, he's been consulting and helping brands develop their e-commerce sales channel, which means over the last 12 months, he's seen into a wide variety of different retail setups and how people have been adapting and changing to all the stuff that the pandemic has brought to us. We're going to be talking a little bit about what's happened and lessons learned. We're also mainly going to be focusing in on just what should you be focusing on in your business as we go into Q4 and as we start planning for the rest of the year to make sure you set yourselves up for success. And it's probably not necessarily the things you might think of. Some of them might be, some of them probably won't be, but we're going to give you some ideas of, of key areas that David and that I have seen businesses who focus on them finding these uncertain times somewhat more easier to deal with. Before we get into all of that, though, please do check out the sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by Klaviyo, the ultimate e-commerce marketing platform for brands of all kinds and sizes. Whether you're an entrepreneur just starting out or you're part of a marketing team at a multinational brand, Klaviyo will give you everything you need to create memorable marketing moments, building customer relationships that keep shoppers coming back time and time again. Get started with a free account today. Visit klaviyo.com slash masterplan. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash master plan. Tailwind is the tool that feels like a marketing team. Create, schedule and optimize your marketing with Tailwind. Create, transform your photos into beautiful social media posts in one click. Schedule, spend less time scheduling your content and more time doing the things only you can. Optimize, take the guesswork out of growing your business. We use Tailwind to help us do all this and manage our Pinterest and Instagram accounts. So join me on the platform today. 
Plus, they're offering $15 credit for all first-time subscribers. You can try it out with a free account via ecmp.info forward slash tailwind. That's ecmp for e-commerce master plan dot info forward slash tailwind. ecmp.info forward slash tailwind to open your free account today. And now to introduce today's guest expert. David Williams has been in e-commerce and retail since the 1990s, plotting the growth of D2C brands before the phrase D2C was even dreamt up. He's worked for brands including Charles Tirrett, Bowers & Wilkins, Deckers, Aspinall of London, and he's joining us today to talk about what on earth is going on in e-commerce. Hello, David. Hi, Chloe. How are you? I'm I'm good. I always love chatting with you. Um, listeners, we have almost run out of time to record this because we've been nattering about the topic, but not recording it um, for so long this afternoon. So I know this is going to be really good. So I'm, I'm excited because I get to catch up with you, David. But how, how has the last 12 months been? Roller coaster is the word. I think everyone's had it. I've been doing it from an outsider point of view, though, because I've been consulting uh, and doing interim director work for the last 12 months. So I've, I've been on the inside and the outside, which has been really interesting to see, um, see how retailers have been adapting to it, watch the trends, but also go in and, and make some changes and, and positive ones for the clients I've had. Which And that's exactly one of the reasons I wanted to get you on to talk about this today is because you've been in that quite cool position of getting to go into a number of retailers dealing with different kinds of challenges over the last 12 months. As we know, some have had a great time, some have had an awful time. And I thought you could bring us some perspective, some different perspectives on, on the reality rather than some of the, the headlines we hear. Oh, that's, that's fine. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> where to start? <laughs> I guess what, what's the biggest thing you've seen? What's, what's the most critical thing you've seen in the last 12 months that had the biggest impact on businesses? And don't say COVID. That's, that's a weak No, idea. no, no. I think, I think, that, I think the, the biggest thing that, that came out of all this, because, you know, outside of the C word, you know, some readers, as you said, did really well and some didn't do so well. But what came out really clearly was those who had really invested in their in their digital proposition and processes and stock management um, and just the way that they did business. Um, and uh, it showed the haves and have nots in that in that respect, I felt, um, because some were able to ad- adapt more quickly and, and, and put some really great ideas in place. It has been that situation of those who who had the right foundations in place, the right tech, the right people the right systems internally are the ones who are able to adapt. And those who were just kind of doing what they did because it's the same thing as they did last year were kind of, I, I imagine, somewhat in shock for a large portion of the last 12 months. Yeah, I think there was a lot of shock in those first few months, I think. Uh, it was shock for everybody, but I think especially for those retailers who just who, who didn't know what to do. Um, you know, I'd, I'd use an example of it, it must have been uh, if you didn't have a system for a way for getting your stuff back from stores to sell on e-commerce in an easy, simple way through a, you know, an integrated order management system um, or be able to ship from store where you could, um, you were screwed. It's tough, I think, for those guys. You know, if you had if you're a fashion retailer and you've got all these cancelled, I mean, how, how, how are you able to adapt and clear that stock? It's really difficult, I think, for a lot of people. And the other end of it, aside of it as well, is the people who had, I think, the other ones who did really well and sold out of product, it probably hit a few things as well. <laughs> yes, I, I think there's, um, 
there, but there's almost as many issues with suddenly being busy if your tech isn't working or isn't as good as it could be, as there is, you know, on the flip side, you know, if you're on a website platform where, you know, if you if you know you're running out of stock and you're running out of stock and you're on a website platform where you can't quickly deploy email signups or other ways to capture that interest, even that, you know, and add a email when back in stock type things and those kind of functionality quickly to your site, you've missed out on a huge opportunity, even though sales were up 200, 300, 400%. I think the other one which I think we'll probably talk about later this year is is how how well set up were you with your CDP uh, and your email marketing welcome programs? To, what are you going to do with those new customers who are coming in? Did you have something in place already to customer journeys in place that you could look at? I think there are probably a lot of retailers who didn't. I think a lot of them are going, I've got a lot of new customers now who are going to be lapsed customers soon. What are we going to do with them? It's easier to think of it from the kind of the positive side of the retailer who did great and who doubled the number of customers they thought they'd be dealing with last year and now they're going right how do we how do we keep them do we want to keep them and all all that kind of piece but also in which case it's, it's a little bit too late to really start on that now guys you should have already started i will yes. just quickly put in there it's labs customers <laughs> yeah but it, it it's also the the angle of or, or those techniques are equally relevant to the businesses who did poorly last year, because if they'd had in place better welcome campaigns, better post-purchase sequences, better communications with the customers, better understanding of lifetime values, they would have been in a position to deal with the downgrading in their sales a lot better. So it's even though, and I kind of saying this for those of you listening, if you're in whichever camp you're in, trust me, the lessons we're going to be going through today are going to be equally relevant to all of you. Yeah. So David, Let's we because we could spend the whole of this talking about the crazy stuff that happened in e-commerce over the last twelve months, but um, everyone's getting to hear this in early May, which is around about the time businesses start going. Oh my God, Q4 Christmas, what's coming up? A lot, a lot of planning tends to happen in the e-commerce space around this time in the year. So, what we wanted to focus in on was with all the weird stuff that's gone on and all the changes how how do we even start trying to work out what we're going to need to do for Q4 where where are you advising people to start at the moment oh my goodness it's it's, <laughs> it's the biggest question in e-commerce at the moment i think what do we do i, I think i think the first as we as we related to is you've got to really think about your existing customer base you've really got to think about how you segment them if you haven't done it before really important that you've got a knowledge of what you're going to do with each of those groups. Um, those, I think it's almost going to be pre-COVID versus post-COVID group. You know? um, you've got to think about those, you've got those new customers, how you're going to do it. I think you've also got to think about in business internally, where can you be agile? Where can you do things, um, be a little bit more reactive? And I think a lot of businesses would have learned about that in the last last year, you know. Um, you know, what's, what's going to happen on June? I mean, you're talking about Christmas, but... June the 21st, what's going to happen? You don't know. Is it? Everyone's going to go all shopping and buy pent-up demand, go on holiday in the UK, but then they might spend all their money by Christmas. There might be a deep recession. It's, it's very difficult to guess. So I think agility is going to be important, that, you, that you've got some plans in place around that. I'll just say um, for our internationalists who are going, June 21st, what's happening on June 21st? Don't worry, it's not a new promotional day you haven't heard of. At the time we're recording, June 21st is the earliest point in time in England, in the UK, that the government thinks they'll have removed all legal limits on social contact. 
So it may yet change, but it is the big question mark um, in terms of consumer spending and consumer behavior here in the UK. And I suspect you've got dates very similar um, in your parts. Well, right. I want to dig in, David, to a couple of things you were talking about there, because you're saying about that, the pre-COVID customer and the post-COVID customer which I think is something I'm certainly hearing of a lot of businesses trying to get to grips with. We had great sales last year, but are these people who will buy from us when they're back to their normal behavior and their normal choice? And if you've got any advice on how we start grappling with that, because for a lot of brands, that's a huge difference in what the sales forecasts might look like for the rest of the year. Wow. <laughs> um, it's, it's, I mean, the first one I said, you've got, to, you've got to look at them as a separate segment and try and dig into the, to, if, where you can, the behaviors that they're doing within your platform. Um, I, I, I do, I'm, I'm a little bit, I'd be a little bit concerned about that group. Um, you know, you've got to have a, probably have a single, are they, in a, are they a single buyer? Mm. Can you get them? In, you've got to have a single to multiple program in place for those guys. You know, look at when they bought, what did they buy? You know, are they, does it look like it's a, a product that's a one-off? Um, is it something that's followed by the zeitgeist? You know, if it's uh, if you're a, a, a company selling, you know, um, I don't know, a, a one-off product in the garden, you know, I'm just making something up here like a spade set or something. I'm just making this up. Are they going to buy that again in the following year? Probably not. So you need to really think about the customer life cycle and, and, and have a little bit of a deep dive around that. The risk is there is that you're still, you might end up getting too focused on existing customers as well. So you've got to think about the new customers coming in as well, about what, what, what are you going to offer them as well? You know, what are the things you did learn from those people coming in? What could you do more of? Um, so as you said, I mean, it's the welcome programs are obvious, but, uh, you know, again, looking, looking at what the consumer needs, what they're searching for on, on Google that's changed over the last year is also going to be an important thing to get those other new customers in. So you can't just rely on those existing ones. I mean, I think the, the good thing about everything you're saying there is that all of that is things which from the smallest e-commerce business to the biggest e-commerce business, theoretically, we have the ability to get our hands on it. It's our data. We we should be able to run run this data, run these reports, look at these things with some very straightforward tools. We're not talking about you need to go, no, 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 hire, um, hire big top five consulting firm to solve these problems for you. They are things you should have access to and you should have the data on, which is which is a good thing. And then the other the other key thing you were saying there was around being agile. And I love retailers and I love e-commerce businesses, but they are often naturally not that agile. It's certainly in terms of working practices and, and how they do it. So are there any any key ways you've seen businesses successfully change that approach or key areas maybe? Well, I think that's probably where I, you know, made a lot of difference when I was at Decker's Brands and, and, and more recently in Aspen of London. And we, um, you know, it's it's a mindset shift as much as anything. You don't need to invest huge amounts of, um, huge, huge amounts of, um, um, there's not a huge amount of investment you need in these things. It's a way of working. Most most companies either work have an internal development team, for example. So you're improving the website. You know, it's not very difficult to get a hot jar or a, or a session cam or something there in the website to look at what people are doing, and then just do small iterative changes and using agile ways of working to do it. And you're if you're at an agency, you're working with a, a, an SI, a Magento agency, or a shop or whatever. Um, it's pretty straightforward to work in that way. They love working in that way. So you can make small changes on your website, test and measure it, and implement. And I find small initiative makes such a difference in the way, the way of working. Get rid of the long spreadsheets of things you've had for two years. 
where where <laughs> someone said, "I want I want to change the blog the blog font on the get rid of all that. Just focus on the big things that are going to help drive your um, you know, drive your consumers, give them a better experience online." And and as I said, I think using that agile methodology really works. Um, I could go on about for hours, and we haven't got time. <laughs> <laughs> But I would I would suggest that the place to start with that is with your your web dev team and how they work. If 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 you know if you've got a supplier who works in that way, that way of working can be can be utilised across the business if you're if you're um, clever with it. And as you say, it is a mindset shift, isn't it? So if you can create an example. Look, we've done it here, which often easiest to do it with an outside party than it is internally. And you can prove the case for it, then you can start convincing people that this is a good way to run and this is how we could run other areas of the business. And it's amazing now, I mean, having been working for bigger companies over the last, you know, well, most of my career, to go in and see how many great technologies there are that are relatively cheap, extensions in Magento. There are things out there that you can use pretty easily to, to help you move this way and, and test and measure what you're doing. You and I both date back to the time where if we wanted to run a welcome campaign, it was going to cost us five grand plus to set up and probably three days of writing the spec brief and then another three weeks to build. It's And the fact you can now do it with essentially free programs is just that there's no excuse for not taking steps forward anymore. WYSIWYG was like a what you see is what you get was a was a completely new concept then. I used to code the emails <laughs> at BCA. And it was the same. <laughs> I know the gosh, WYSIWYG. I remember when WYSIWYG came in. God, that was exciting. I actually didn't have to code anymore. Dynamic content, dynamic feet, you know, everything, all those things there, they're all out there with, as you said, with with some really, you know, I'm finding that really fascinating in my, in my time working with smaller retailers at the moment. What's there? Yeah, there's, there's no excuse. If you've got the, like we were saying earlier, if you've got the right base platform, there's no excuse for taking these steps forward. Um, okay, so planning for for what's coming in the rest of this year, we've got to be ready to be agile. Um, we've got to get to grips with both learning from and preparing for marketing to our new and our existing customers. Is there anything anything else which is kind of as you're, you know, if you're walking into a to a new retailer that you're working with, high on your list of things to get to grips with. So, I'm hoping this is with it being May that everyone, first of all, would have been looking at that Google Core Web Vitals update. Site speed and user experience to me is one of the big things. I think that people might be sleepwalking a little bit into because Google is going to rank your pages from a mobile experience if it's not optimized, and um, and I'm very surprised sometimes to see that that's a major thing that needs to get looked at. I think it's about prepping as well for, you know, this is a great time in Christmas. I think first-party data focus with the with the uh, changes with Google coming around third-party cookies, I think that's got to be a super important piece of your strategy and goes into what we've been talking about anyway. <laughs> what can you do? You've got to capture those customers and you've got to keep those customers because you're going to have a lot fewer ways of doing it, <laughs> of doing it and marketing to them out in the ecosphere unless you want to go in the walled garden of Google and Facebook or or whatever. Uh, those are going to go. So you need to, we're not going to go. There'll be there'll have to be different ways of doing it. So it's really important you're doing that as well. But there's I think it's it's just doing the basics well as well, I think. Uh, really important. It's so true, isn't it? We were, we were saying before we started recording, and I think it's a point we should just reiterate, especially as you, you know, you've just said, it's about doing those basics well, is that 
The last year has shown those who were capable of doing the basics well versus those who weren't. And if you can do the basics well and you can focus on your customer and getting the right message to the customer and improving the performance here, there and and everywhere, you are performing a lot better now and you've got a much less stressful time than if you've been playing catch up and trying to adapt the whole time. Yeah, I think so. I think also for any of the retailers who might have might have had other channels, a few stores, or they've been, a, you know, maybe had 10 stores and e-commerce is a small part of the business. Hopefully you've had some time to to work with other parts of the business that haven't did really understand e-commerce and maybe find ways of better utilizing them within your um, within your business is quite important as well. I, I give the example of, you know, um, again, a couple of clients I had, they had stores and and visual merchandising and stores could do anything for a, for a period of time. So they started learning about web design, <laughs> um, you know, web layouts, how you design a, how you design a, a banner or a campaign for social media or paid social versus, um, you know, something that goes in a window. And I think those things are going to continue. Um, you know, the way your taxonomy is, is, is set up in there and is it consumer friendly? All those sorts of things. Have you got the right facets and, and, and balance and navigation? Really important, I think, as well. But I think, I think, I think if the right the right businesses will be looking holistically about how they can work a bit differently, and um, you know, optimize those things. Is it because if every time you can't do something, it always gives you an opportunity to do something? So I, I know a number of retailers who've had stock problems. Um, and therefore, you know, things like Facebook ads, Google ads, et cetera, what was the point in spending money? Well, they took the view that what was the point in spending money because we can't sell anything anyway, SEO, et cetera, bringing us more than we can have. But then you've got a marketing team there going, uh, what do I do? So it was a brilliant time to get to do some experimentation and some exercises around content, around social, around getting to grips with the customer, why, and all those soft elements that we often unfortunately don't pay as much attention to as we should i agree i think content marketing opportunities really a really good chance here i think to, to to spend more time doing that i think it's it's very important to have that always on element for your brand i think um because also i think it's going to be tough this year because there will be brands who will just focus on promotion and you've just got to you just got to cut through that a little bit because people can get the, they can get cheap product anywhere then go to amazon so you've got to have a point of difference there and i think as you said um Having a having that value proposition front and center about why you do what you do um, is is really important, and especially as the world shifted a bit in the last year as well, with more pure play, more marketplace, and more D 2 C brands who have come who've grown out of all this, who have just grown and taken market share. So you've really got to be that. As I said, you're right, absolutely right. Content marketing and content proposition is going to be key for a lot of these brands. E-commerce master plan is supported by some of the greatest companies in the e-commerce sector. Here's a reminder of who they are. Success in 2021 means building stronger relationships with your customers. Last year saw a lot of consumers switching to buy online, leading to surges in new customer acquisition. So how are you planning on turning your new first-time buyers into profitable repeat customers? Well, that's what Clavio is for. Clavio helps businesses create memorable marketing moments through email, SMS and personalised website experiences. And that is what creates repeat purchases. That's why Clavio, the ultimate e-commerce marketing platform, 
platform is used by over 50,000 e-commerce brands around the world. Get started with your free account today. Visit klaviyo.com slash masterplan. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com. Tailwind is the tool that feels like a marketing team. Create, schedule and optimise your marketing with Tailwind. Create. Transform your photos into beautiful social media posts in one click. Schedule. Spend less time scheduling your content and more time doing the things only you can. Optimise. Take the guesswork out of growing your business. We use Tailwind to help us do all this and manage our Pinterest and Instagram accounts. So join me on the platform today. Plus, they're offering $15 credit for all first-time subscribers. You can try it out with a free account via ecmp.info forward slash tailwind. That's ecmp for e-commerce master plan dot info forward slash tailwind. ecmp.info forward slash tailwind to open your free account today. Slash master plan. It's time for the top tips round. Okay, David, we've just given people a lot of stuff to think about as they look forward, which hopefully has given you guys a bit more clarity. But now we're going to go into kind of the the quick ideas section of the show um, because we are going into the top tips. David, are you ready for these? I'm just about ready. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, the book top tip. If everyone listening to this podcast agreed to take Friday off and read a book to make their business better, which book would you recommend? I've I've always quite enjoyed. I enjoyed many years ago. Leaders eat last. Um, it's it's if you're wanting to lead a business, and I think I think now as as um, you know, there'll be there'll be people in e-commerce who who are suddenly getting moving up in their career quite fast because of what's happened. I think understanding that leadership skills, the soft skills, the way you manage teams is really important. I found it very useful many years ago. And the other thing I was going to add actually is um, just being updated. Coming out quite soon, which I did. Um, Read, read previously, but it's being updated is um, a book on agility, and I can't remember its name, but by Neil Perkin and Peter Abram, who used to be at eConsultancy. We talked about agility earlier. It's it's worth um, getting hold of that when it comes out. Cool. We will find the name and add it into the show notes, yeah, everyone, sorry. so you can grab that from there. No, it's fine. It's fine. We'd rather have the recommendation without a name than no recommendation because we can we can fill in names later. Okay, a traffic top tip then. Which marketing method do you either prize above all others or think doesn't get the press it deserves? SEO, search engine optimization. I think it's so important. <laughs> I really do. It's it's for all the tactical works you can, you know. Um, you can do with paid search and and, um, and and affiliates are great as well. SEO is the one thing you can control that can elevate your brand. And I think it's going to become more important with all the changes that are happening, how, how Google's valuing your pages. So it's it's really important to get that to get that right. And it's not just the site speed, it's around the content you build there. You know, you could spend ages looking at how Google's looking at, you know, the top tips that Google uses, the how-to videos, all those things that you could do there, you know, if you're into knitting, is how how do I knit a etc. I know we talked about that earlier, Clay, but all that content's super important, and I still think it never goes away. Everyone always talks about SEO dying, but it never does. Now, based on on some of the data I've seen from brands this year, SEO is still very very valuable if you get it right. Okay, the tool top tip then: maybe a collaboration tool, a social media plugin, a phone app, or just a way of working. Is there a cool little tool you use that makes you and your team more efficient from day to day? 
Well, I think um, well, very quickly on that agile methodology, if you're working with your, um, your either internally or with your, your system integrator or your Magento partner, Shopify partner, hopefully they're using Asana, Jira or one of those tools. I think they're really useful um, just as a way of, of looking at how your work's progressing. Um, but the one tool I found recently, which is um, just a couple of days ago, which I really like, it's a website, it's called Ubersuggest, which is this SEO, this is keyword search tool website. It's awesome. <laughs> and I've just started playing with it this week. So have a look for Ubersuggest. Excellent. That sounds sounds like a good half hour lost at the minimum with that one. I like one of those tools. Yeah. Okay. Finally, the growth top tip. If you met someone today who's focused on growing their e-commerce business from 100 orders per month to 1,000, what would be your number one tip for them? I always go back to your customer proposition at the end of the day. How does it differentiate you? Just getting that right is, is, is super important on your website and everything that you do all the way through it. If you get that right and you can differentiate, then then you can market around it. Otherwise, you just end up spending and wasting money. It's, it's really important that you get that right. And it's not price. <laughs> so what, what, value, what value do you add to a customer? And, and there are so many DC brands out there. You can look at who's done that from Harry's to Warby Parker, all the ones we, all the ones we know where have just gone, I'm just solving a problem for you. And here it is, because that's what I'm presuming any DTC brand is trying to do. You need to have a point of difference um, and, and make it clear at the front of, of your website and in everything that you do. And of course, back it up with the value proposition of a good free free delivery, free returns, all those things that you need there. That's that's important. But the value proposition is the main thing. Yeah, it's make or break, isn't it? If you've if you can connect with the customer from the first interaction, they're like, "Yeah, I get it. Yes, I need that. That solves my problem." Then, oh, so much easier. It goes back into SEO because if you're just doing, if you just have a home page and, and a list category listing pages, that's not good enough. You need more than that. You need to go through everything. Your welcome program from your subscriptions, whatever you do. Well worth spending the summer investing in that if you haven't already, everybody. Okay, um, David, before we say goodbye, would you let the listeners know where they can find you and your business on the web and social media, please? Sure, yeah. So um, if you look for my name, David Williams, um, you, you should find me on LinkedIn. I, I haven't got my website set up yet. I think Chloe and I talked about that a little while ago, <laughs> and it's um, I'll hopefully be coming soon. That will be dhwdigital.com um, and, and hopefully be actually up and running by the time this podcast goes out. Um, okay, there's a deadline for, for you. <laughs> yeah, there we are. So yeah, if you look for David, David Williams, dhwdigital.com, you'll find me on LinkedIn. Excellent. Well, we'll put links to both of those in the show notes for everybody. And David, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's always awesome catching up with you. And I think we've given everyone some some good food for thought on key areas to focus on because right now there's so much we could be doing. It's good to have that guidance on those key areas. So thanks so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. There we go. A few things to think about, which hopefully will give you a bit of clarity on where to focus your effort to try and make the rest of this year as successful as possible and as easy to adapt to as possible. So I guess the key things were get more agile, make sure your platform's right, get to grips with the new customers that have come in over the last 12 months and your existing customers. And how are they behaving differently? Is there potential if you've had an uplift in new customers at converting them or should you be spending less on them because they're non-core? Who knows? I don't. You've got to go to your data to have a look at that because the answers will be there. We've already got quite a bit of data on them if we look back, looking back at March and April last year. 
create that customer value proposition or that story or that why, call it what you will. It's about being clear about why your brand exists and why you're servicing the customer to create that emotional connection we're frequently talking about here on the show, about building those connections with the customer to get them spending with you again, to build that into your welcome campaigns, to build that into your homepage, your social media, your content and so forth. And I suppose on the the softer side or the the more precise side of it, make sure your site is nice and fast and your SEO is working for you because Google are making big changes this year and you need to be on point with those. If you happen to be on um, a WordPress platform and you are looking to improve the speed of your website. Earlier this year, I moved my hosting and my WordPress sites to Cloudways, who we have a great offer on at ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash offer. You can get a nice deal with them. And my hosting costs have gone down and my speed has gone up a lot. Uh, across the, the sites we've moved, we've gone up, I think it's over 20 points on the Google speed test on average across them all, which is amazing just by changing host. Um, so that was that's pretty cool. But anyway, you can get your hands on the notes from my chat with David today, including the top tips, links to what we've mentioned and more by heading to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash podcast. There you can also add yourself to our email list so you don't miss out on any of the other things I share to help you improve your business, which includes every week a recommended cheap, free resource and also a tool recommendation tool too. Thank you so much for tuning into this and every episode of the e-commerce master plan podcast. I bring you a new interview every week because I want to inspire and help as many e-commerce business owners as possible to succeed and thrive with their business. So please tell the other e-commerce business owners you know, whether they are online only, D2C, B2B, uh, bricks and clicks, send them in our direction, get them listening because then we can help them as well. I hope you have a great week and keep optimizing. Thank you for listening to the e-commerce master plan podcast. Find out more at ecommercemasterplan.com slash podcast.